0: Now, Lord, it is not my time, it is your time. Be with us, O God, in all that we do. May the words I speak bring you praise, O God, and never shame. Lead and guide and direct us, enlighten our minds, soften our hearts, and give us strength of limb that we might be your servants in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. The sermon for this blessed morning, holding on, holding on to our joy holding on to our joy. The text that was read so ably by Sean shows us God who has anointed several witnesses to tell us who this baby will become, this Jesus, the Messiah. And it boils down to the point that the world is so desperately been seeking joy. The Romans have not been the uh, not been the rulers that uh, the world needed. Uh, People have not been kind to one another. It's just been a dog eat dog world based on so much uncertainty. It's been foretold that God would send a Messiah. And when he finally comes, the world can embrace this awesome, awesome joy that they so desperately need. I think looking at our world today, the question is going to be for us, how do we hold on to the joy that was sent? This joy that you feel during these holidays, the joy that you've had in sharing with family and receiving uh, intangible blessings and receiving words of encouragement, the sounds and the sights of the holy days. You want them to last forever. So how do we keep hold of that joy? How do we feel that we would feel now? How do we keep this Christmas sense of hope and peace in our minds, bodies, and our souls from here on? That's a question that needs to be asked and I guess a question that needs to be answered by Christian folk. What is our role in the world today? What do we do? Has religion gotten to be just words and verbiage? Has it gotten to be something we just do because it's something we've always done? Or does it really, really impact our lives? And are we really, really thoroughly immersed in what it means to serve a true and living God? What is the post-Christmas dilemma for us after the presents have been put away, after the trees taken down, after all the trappings are gone. After the family is gone, friends uh, have dispersed. What next? What's our job? A job is always going to be the same, to continually praise God, to continually worship him in all that we do, and keep saying it is never about us. It is about our family connection. It is about the family of God. What do we do? Well, Holding on child joy, I think the acronym J-O-Y can help us. You remember these three letters, J-O-Y, joy. And the first letter J means, this says that if you are a part of the family of God, you got to join. You got to get in the fight. Join the pe- people of God and do what you do best. As Ray Charles said, make it do what it do, baby. You are joining God's army. For those of us who are over 65, the word draft has a different meaning. Those under 65 and and younger, when you talk about the draft, you talk about sports draft and you talk about basketball and football, who's gonna get a contract. But for those of us who are 65 and older, the draft meant something different. the draft meant you might get a letter from Uncle Sam saying, guess what? Uh, You've got to serve me for three years. Uh, When you turn 18 prior to 73, the draft ended in 73, military draft, but prior to that, you had to take a physical and you had to wait on the letter from Uncle Sam that you were called into Uncle Sam's army. You were drafted, you didn't have any choice. But in God's army, you have a choice. Yeah, you recruited and the Holy Spirit just beckons you to come, but you have a choice as to whether or not you wanna follow him. So what do you choose to follow? If you choose to follow and choose to get in this army, it is not I'm tired at the end of three miles and i got to do something else or I'm bored now. If you join, that means you get your heart and soul into it. You have joined this army. And the army, not for your own benefit, you join because you are part of the family of God and you want to live your life. Thoroughly immersed in the family of God. You want to live your life doing, being honored with honor and integrity and love and care of God's entire creation. It means that everything you, every, every your marriage, your your, your date, dating, your courtship, whatever you do, God is in it. It's a holy thing. The job, the work that you have, you make it holy. The way you raise your children, even when you're played, it's holy because if God would not approve of it, you just don't do it. But Jay means I have joined you, Lord. I said, yes, yes, Lord, take me, shape me, mold me. What would you have me be? Yes, Lord, I have joined. I'm not a part-time Christian. I'm not a one, three quarters time Christian. I'm a full-time Christian, Lord. Every day that I get up 24 seven, I am a Christian, I don't have to guard my words anymore because I'm not gonna say anything that you would disprove of. I don't have to watch myself constantly, Lord, because I have been indoctrinated in your love and in and, and your honor and I won't do anything to dishonor you. I have joined you, Lord. I've joined you and joined and just means that, uh, Lord, I've got people who got my back. I'm talking to ministers all over the country who say, well, when this COVID thing is over, a lot of folks said they're not going back to church because they like uh virtual church. They're not going back because it's, it's, it's convenient to be at home. Well, we do virtual church because we want to do church, we can't get together. It's not about our convenience. The gospel is not about our convenience. Fellowship, we need fellowship. We need to hug and, and embrace and talk to one another. Virtual church, what if I need to talk to one of the elders privately? I can't say what I want to say to everybody. So at church, I get a chance to say, uh, uh, Brother Jones, Brother, Brother Davis, Brother Smith, let me t- talk to you. My marriage is it- it- rock, kind of rocky. You've been doing this thing 50 years. Let me talk to you. Or my children are acting wacky. Let me talk to you. People can support you and love you. And when you just need a hug or to hold somebody's hand, they're there. We need the fellowship. We can talk off after church virtually, but when we can get together, we need to get together. And it's not about our convenience. If God sent his son and everything was convenient, I'm not going out, boys, because it's raining today. I'm not going out today because I got a bunion on my toe. I'm not going out today, Lord, because I got a toothache, I'm not going out. The disciples did what they did, they joined. And they knew it was not a matter of convenience, it was just a matter of servanthood, so you join. You give it all your gaps, you join. Not because you want anybody to pet you on the back because that's the only way you can live your life. You can't live your life in solidarity. No man or woman is an island, you join. And when you join, you have that peace, that peace that says, yes, I belong to something. I have other Christian brothers and sisters we might argue, we might fuss, sometimes we might fight, but at the end of the day, We love one another. At the end of the day, we respect one another. At the end of the day, we know that we're going in the same direction and we're able to say, I forgive you or or, or you forgive me or vice versa, whatever needs to be done. And when we meet again, there won't be an animosity between us because we love and care for one another. We join. The second letter, O, means you offer. You offer your gifts, your graces, your time, your talent. You offer it all to God. If you are a gifted singer, you offer that to God. If you're a gifted teacher, if you're a gifted builder, you offer it to God. You give it to God. You don't don't sparingly ask people to beg you for that. You give it to God. I've talked to so many people who say, I've done this. I've taught. I've, I've, I've been a doctor. Been. A, I've done this. I'm. I'm just. I'm, I'm tired. I can't do it anymore. What if Dr. Fauci had said, "I'm tired. I don't want to food. What if people who had, who had been working on the vaccine said, "I'm 70. I'm 80 years old. I don't want to do this anymore." We don't. We don't. We don't. When we offer ourselves to God. It's not conditional. We offer ourselves to God. It says, "I'm going to give you all I got, Lord, till the day I die." Now, what about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and, and holding on because she wanted the world better, holding on until she died? What about John Lewis and others who worked, when they were 80 years old, they're still carrying on. They offer themselves over, up to God, their time, their talent, their resources, and their money. Recently, we sold uh, a home that we'd been just desperately needing to get rid of. And the first thing we thought about was, okay, in my tithe, how much? Of this do i owe the church and whenever you do what god wants you to do rest assured that the devil gets real busy how much do i owe the church you know what i could do with that money i could build a pond on my old country estate with a, that takes about that same amount of money i could build a pond but you know what i'm talking about god's money it ain't my money it's god's money And if I offer myself up to God, that means that my resources, if I say I'm going to be a tither, it's not a partial tither, it's in all that I get, I give it over to God. And I'm telling you, folk, it is so hard for Christian folk to do that. It is so hard economically for Christian folk to talk about their money. It is so hard for Christian folk to give God his due. Why? Because... In a first world country, in the countries where we're most prosperous, whether it's England or France or Canada, in the countries where we're more, more prosperous, stuff becomes more important than God. But in poor countries, in South America and poor countries, South America, Africa, people just give and give and give because they want God's kingdom to prosper. They don't, they don't think about uh, what tithing means. They know what tithing means. It means giving of you and all that you got to give. And they don't sit around and get mad. They don't stay mad at the preacher 10 years because the preacher talked about tithing. They don't get mad at the deacons. They don't get mad at the stewards and get angry because they talk about what you do with your resources. I know people who consider themselves great Christians. when When it comes down to the giving, they clam up. They get clam up because that's not nobody's business. Yeah, it is God's business. It's the Christian family's business. If you're not doing what you ought to do with your resources, yeah, it's God's business. If you belong to this family, by George, support the family. God is good to us. And he just says, offer all you got. Whether it's your money, your talent, your time, your resources, whatever it is. If you're going to have joy, you got to offer you. You gotta give you. You gotta come down to the altar and say, Lord, I surrender all. I give you all, Lord, my time, my talent, and my resources. You know, I'm gonna do what I do, as my mother always told me. You can't make other people give their money. You do what you do. I look at people who are billionaires and millionaires, and 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 Kelly left Loffler in, in in Georgia arguing about giving people $600 a week and she's wanting a $3,200 jacket. What in the world is going on in our world? When I cannot stand there in, in $300 Nike shoes and watch the family go hungry, I couldn't do that. Got a call from a young lady yesterday who kept giving out coats uh, down somewhere in Memphis, giving out coats for the... For the for the poor folk. And I've been poor, I know what that means, giving out coats. And she said that when the woman got there in this beat up car with six kids, got there and she said, she was so glad to get coats. She said, I've been to the food bank and they run out of food. And one of the ministers just as discreetly as possible, slipped a hundred dollar bill in her hand and said, Merry Christmas. And the person who called me said it was, she lost it. She had to go in and cry. And she watched the woman outside crying. How many of us would have done that? How many of us would have said, I've got resources that you don't and give it to you? All of us should have, if we had it. Think about your offering today. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> thinking about your offering. Are we doing enough? Are we taking our resources and giving them to God? Because remember, if you're saying to God that you're doing all you can, you ain't. You're not lying to me, you're lying to God. I would assume everybody listening to me, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. I'm just gonna assume that, that all of us are doing what we're called to do and we're giving God what God needs, whether it's our time, our money, our talent, our resources. Offer, we offer ourselves. The last letter, Y, yield. Lord, I yield myself to you. In yielding, I stay close to you. That's the only way I can keep my joy. In yielding, I stay close to you. So that means what are my practices? Yielding, it means that I, I'm, my life is bathed in prayer. I'm, I'm praying when I'm rejoicing, I'm praying when I'm saying, I'm praying when I'm petitioning you for others, I'm praying, Lord. And sometimes I'm just praying in adoration as I drive down the street, I'm just having church in my car, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you. I yield myself, I surrender to you, Lord, I'm yielding take me, mold me, shape me, and develop me. That's where my joy comes from. I'm yielding myself to you. I'm yielding myself, Lord, because the Bible that my granny gave me is not just sitting on a shelf. It's not just in a drawer. My Bible reading is a daily thing. And when sometimes I, I forget, Lord, but but I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I'm reading my Bible. I'm getting instruction. And I go to church, but but the preaching is not enough. The Sunday school is not enough. I need to do some personal reflection and reading, Lord. I'm doing my own reading, got my own prayer closet, Lord. And when I'm angry with my friends, Lord, I'm praying about what I should do. When things are not going well, I'm praying, Lord, about what I should do. I am praying, Lord, because I've yielded, I've given myself over to you. I'm getting my soul ready. I'm getting my soul ready for the journey. So when the storms of life are coming, I can still find joy. When death comes a knocking and I wasn't ready for it, and my joy is, is hampered for a bit, I know that it will still blossom out. And at the end of the day, my joy is still going to surface, Lord, because I, I trust you. I believe in you. When I yield myself, I know that I need more fellowship with pe- other people who think like me, who are Christian folk. I need to I need to hang around. I need to hang with the boys and girls who are talking about you and not the foolishness of the world. I need to hang with folk who are praising you. I need to hang with folk who are, who are at the downstairs. Town, giving out coats or serving food. I need to hang with those who are teaching kids basketball. I need to hang with those who are going to the schools. I need to hang with those Lord who have yielded to you, who surrendered to you and have said, Lord, take me mold and shake me. That's where my joy comes from. So as we celebrate this Christmas and, 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 and embrace this baby Jesus, know that this baby Jesus, Jesus will, will, will live to become the great Messiah. And die extremely young. But before he dies, he will conquer death and he will conquer the grave. And all of us will have a right to the tree of life. And all of us, when we exit this physical life, will find a greater and most glorious splendor, home splendor, and a greater home for us. Many mansions, if we're not so, would not have told you so, that we have a kingdom, we have a place. That's where our joy comes from. Are you joyful today? Are you extremely happy? Are you just grateful today? Is the Christmas spirit gonna last? Is a Christmas spirit gonna keep you full of joy? Is the Christmas spirit gonna help you ask the right questions? Lord, what would you have me to do? What would you, who would you have me to love, Lord? Where'd you have me to go, Lord? I want this world to get better. I want all people to be happy. And what my role is, whatever part you need me to play, Lord, small, large, I'm ready to play that role. I'm ready to do that. This holiday season, in the midst of all the tragedy and all the pain, Cynthia and I were blessed with so many thoughtful, you know, a gift is a gift. But for the first time in my life as a pastor of a church, every card, everything that I received was so thoughtfully done, things that were special to us. And I've lived my life trying to be that person who gives things to others that are special. When you receive it back and and you give thanks to God, because there are folk you, you just know, you depend on to soothe your soul. And I just give thanks to God for the folk in Centenary who've come to soothe my soul and Cynthia's soul during this holiday season. Thoughtful gifts. Things that said, we love you, we care about you. Thoughtful gifts. And somebody knocks on the door and say, I left something on the porch. I left something in the mailbox. Thoughtful gifts to bring joy to our hearts and souls, not because of the stuff but because of the emotion, because of the love and care that went into doing that, to go out of your way, to drive to somebody's house, to put something in a mailbox, to put something on your door. God is good. Because it said you did something you didn't have to do. And all over the world, there are others like my centenary members who remind a selfish world that when you do things for others, when you are thoughtful and deliberate, when you do things for that mother whose husband is in jail, when you do things for that family whose mother is, is on drugs, when you do things for that family that just lost their homes, when you do things for people just because you thought about it, just because it was not about you. What a blessing that is. And 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 I I have been truly blessed by a caring group within the church who always say, you have value, you mean something to us. I hope and pray that all of us will be sensitized, not only during the Christmas season, but we will be sensitized to what it means to show somebody true love and be sensitive and thoughtful. And as we embrace next year, may that joy we feel, may that sense of joining, may that sense of offering, and that sense of yielding be something that we embrace. And may we be able to say to the God, we love and trust. Thank you, Lord, for the journey. I don't know what tomorrow will bring, but I do know that tomorrow I don't travel by myself. I don't know what tomorrow will bring, but I know if it brings an end to my life, there's a new life, a new beginning waiting on me. Whatever it brings, Lord, I'm not in this by myself. Whatever it brings, Lord, somebody's got my back. Whatever it brings, Lord, I know that I'm loved and I know that I need, I love somebody. Whatever it brings, Lord, I know that whatever evil politicians, whatever horrendous things are said, you are the great God who can just wave one finger and alter the course of the world. You are the great God flung the moon and stars into being You're the great God who raised the dead. You are the great God that said peace be still and I trust you Lord, I love you and I believe in you. And as we journey on for next year, be able to say to the God you love, I trust you, Lord, I believe in you. And say to the followers of Jesus that you journey with, I am glad for the journey, I got your back. I'm glad for the journey, let's hang together. I'm glad for the journey because God is so awesome and God is so good. Let 2021 be the year better than 2020 because we serve God and we are willing to give all we have to give to the master. Amen, amen, and amen. Let us pray. Oh Lord, for sensitivity and caring, for the passion in living, and just in the joy and celebrating life, Lord, we pause to say thank you for those of our Folk who are listening, Facebook folk, if you have heard a witness that makes you aware of that you want to join God's family, you know how to contact us. We'll be so honored and grateful to lead and guide you and direct you in, on a new path. And those who are going to be with us doing glory sightings, that's your chance to give your witness. And say yes to the Lord. But above all, we give you thanks, Lord, for who you are, and we give you thanks for this holy time of Christmas, where we can embrace the greatest gift in the world and watch the baby grow into the Messiah, who will trans, who has transformed, and will fix this world with our help. In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen, and Amen.